Welcome to the Four Dimensions Podcast with Caroline Blackley, a podcast for teachers by teachers. Our goal is to ignite your curiosity, engage your passion for teaching, and encourage a robust conversation around education. No need to put your hand up. Join the conversation as Caroline steers us through a series of topics relevant to your classroom. Welcome back to this little series within my podcast that are looking at overcoming change fatigue. We've already covered the need to prioritise change initiatives and I liken that to when you are building a house or renovating a house. Which rooms do you renovate first? Where do you start first? When you're building, you don't put the roof on until you have the foundations. So prioritising your initiatives, prioritising the things that you have some control over, because I'm very aware at the moment there are things that are asked of you that you have no control over, will certainly help with that. The second was that zoom out. How do we find that perspective? When we become stressed or we have negative affect in our lives, what happens is we tend to focus on the minutiae and the detail. So how do we zoom out to look at that big perspective, to have a look at what is to come and the final result? Because this will help us look at, one, how to prioritise the things that are important or to do a number of things quickly that we can get out of the way. But it will also help us take control of the things that we can. The third was how we create a roadmap for change. And this can be difficult in the sense that it's not just our own roadmap. If we were left to our own devices, the ease here would be much more. But we are actually creating our own roadmap within those of others. What is expected of us, both at an international, a national and a state level, as well as then individual regions are certainly dictating their expectations around how we handle a return to school. The last one I've already done a a podcast on within this series is how we strengthen school culture. We need to be very conscious of the narrative we own within our own school culture. If you feel that the school culture around you is negative or that there is a sense of frustration, do we add to that cycle of narrative or are we there striking our own or walking to our own beat that establishes a narrative that helps us look at that zoom out perspective, that helps us and others around us look at where are we going and not at the frustrations that are driving us into a negative narrative. We do get to own our narrative and move forward on that. Today, the fifth one that we're going to look at is called reduce. In amongst the six um, strategies that I'm going to look at in this mini-series is how do we find areas that we can reduce our workload, our cognitive load, and our emotional load? Now, cognitive load is actually my area of, I guess, expertise. It's what my PhD was in. One of the things that frustrate and cause negative effect for teachers is a heavy cognitive load. When we have high cognitive load, we reduce the working memory and the space for making immediate decisions and decisions that won't cause us more harm or more stress in the future. So when we reduce our workload, we tend to reduce our stress. Now that might seem like a bit of an oxymoron when I say reduce workload, because a lot of the workload at the moment is being asked of us. It is not what we are determining ourselves. So let's have a look at how we can possibly do that. Stress is a normal part of life, but when it gets overwhelming, it can seriously affect your emotional and physical well-being, as well as your performance and productivity. One thing I know about teachers, we are all to a degree a slight perfectionist in that we take great pride in achieving what it is that we do and on impacting the children that we work with. If we are being honest, I think you will find that as a teacher, many of us put blame on ourselves when we feel that we can't achieve the outcomes that we want to. 
And a lot of that is due to what we feel is excessive or extreme pressure from external sources. So how are some of the things or what are some of the things that you can do to help reduce the workload that is around you? The first is to acknowledge your limits. And this can be hard when you are someone in a school that is used to saying yes to most things that are asked of you. If you have unrealistically heavy workloads, admitting that you can't do it all is the first step towards getting the situation back under control. Think around the things that you currently are responsible for at school and are there some things that you can let go of while we are going through this period of change. This can include looking for promotions. This can include doing extracurricular activities that previously have been something you do every single year. Instead, try to take control of the situation and one of the most important ways to do this is to get used to saying no to those that keep piling the work on top of you particularly in areas that you do not have to be a part of. So this one links back to that first goal we talked about or that first strategy. How do we prioritise the initiatives that are around us? When we pick and prioritise, if there's no way we physically know we cannot complete everything on our to-do list, choose the tasks that need your immediate attention. Or the other way is to choose the tasks that you know you can get out of the way very quickly. I had a friend who told me a story about eat the green frog. And it became my motto through my PhD because often we do tasks or we engage in an activity where we can't ignore and we can't not do the work that we need to do. So sometimes you can absolutely grab the small tasks that you can get out of the way and you would have all heard of that, do one thing at a time, focus on it, get it out of the way. But there are other times, and I have certainly learnt this through the last two years with COVID-19 and with my own business, that you literally just have to look at and eat the green frog. Don't procrastinate, don't mess around with other things, but what are the jobs that you have to get out of the way? This can link to acknowledging your deadlines. Deal with the deadlines that you have and don't procrastinate and put them off because they won't go away. They will pile upon your desk and also your stress load. Here's the thing in acknowledging, one, your limits, picking and prioritising and dealing with deadlines. Those three can impact significantly on the others that are around you. If your work, if your stress is going to impact on jobs that you're doing and you cannot meet the deadlines that are required, you will then impact on the stress of others. So in this time of constant change and we're trying to reduce change fatigue, really look at what is in your workload that you can reduce. Because in doing so, you will reduce the workload, you will reduce your cognitive load, as well as your emotional fatigue. Take one thing at a time, if you can do that. Get them out of the way, because it will mean that we can move on to the next. We often say that as teachers, and particularly as women, that we're very good at multitasking. Research has shown there is no such thing as multitasking. What we do is we code switch. Code switching is very exhausting. So we move from one job to the next because we are physically and mentally not made to be able to do multiple things at once. So while we feel that we are doing multiple things at once, we're actually putting a heavy cognitive load on our working memory, which means that we can't do the things that we often do well. The last thing that I want to talk about in this is be good to yourself. If you have a heavy workload, one, acknowledge it. Teaching is one of the heaviest workloads I have known, and I know many people that work with that outside of this profession. We chose this profession though, and COVID-19 is not the only thing that has added to our workload. We have always had a heavy workload. So acknowledge this. 
Acknowledge the awe that is in yourself and others. Acknowledge the things that you do that are amazing and add to what it is that we are as teachers. In amongst that, make sure you take regular breaks. Make sure you don't lose the things that keep you and your head above water. The small exercise maybe that you did every morning that you now feel you don't have time for. The dinner with family that you feel you need to take for planning and jobs that are needed at school. Make sure that small breaks are integrated within because quite honestly, when we don't take breaks and we don't look after ourselves in the ways that are meaningful for us, our productivity will and performance will be impacted in a negative way. If you're still weighed down by an impossible workload and feel that you're drowning in deadline, it is also time to ask for help. We may not be able to help in every way that you possibly need, but this is the time that we need to reduce the things around us that we can. Find areas that you can reduce the workload, your cognitive load and the emotional load. In some areas, this may be ensuring that some things do continue as business as usual, but in other areas, there may be able to be moments, significant change can be made. You only know your school, your staff, your community and your own capabilities. What areas can be utilised or harnessed to support yourself as well as the staff that are around you while other rooms are put on hold so that we can get through this together? Make sure you join us for our last podcast in this small series that looks at communication. That's all for this episode. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a review and visit carolineblackley.com and join our growing community of international educators. Mm -hmm.